We've been studying. Whoa, there we go. Sorry about that. You good? A little hot still. We've been studying the Christmas story. And we, we started specifically at the end of November, right after Thanksgiving. We started with the story of Jesus talking to Martha and Mary. Do you remember? It's Luke chapter 10. And, and Martha, Mary is sitting at Jesus' feet. And Martha is scurrying around, getting everything ready for Jesus to come, even though he's actually there. And, and so Jesus has this to say to Martha. He says, you're anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. And so we've, we've been focused on putting Christ back in Christmas. We've been focused on the one thing is to keep the one, the one thing. And, and we made that commitment through Christmas, and we've looked at that each week. <clears throat> and we're going to finalize that today. We're going to summarize that today. And we're going to kind of look at what, what about now? What do we do now for this year? Because, you know, it's 2024 tomorrow. Kind of incredible to think about. Kim sent me a, a video this week that kind of sparked some thought for me. She, uh, it, this video is about how, you know, the, 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 the shepherds that heard the first announcement uh, that, that Christ is going to be born from the angels. These shepherds, they leave their, their flock and go to where Jesus is. And so the video is about what, what happened to the sheep. I'm less interested in that, more interested in the idea that they just left everything behind and went to Jesus. And we see that pattern actually formed and continue all through Scripture. You can go backwards and say, uh, God, God came to Abraham and said, go, I'll tell you where later, and he went. He came to, to Moses and said, go to Egypt. Moses, another shepherd, so God's got something about shepherds. But, but he leaves the sheep and goes to, to, uh, uh, to Egypt. You, you just see this over and over again. The disciples, when Jesus says, come follow me, they drop their nets and follow him. All of these are great examples, and there are many more, but all of these are great examples of dropping everything and following Jesus, keeping the one, the one thing. That's literally what, what we see over and over again. And, and we, there's many more, but we're going we're gonna to really kind of tie up the idea of keeping the one, the one thing, because it's not just for Christmas time. Jesus actually is for all year, not just December. You do know that, right? So let's read Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2. It will be up here behind me. Hebrews chapter 12 says, Therefore, since we have such a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every hindrance and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith. For the joy that lay before Him, He endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So, the writer of Hebrews uses the race. He uses this idea of a sports metaphor, and it's really a very good metaphor because a race has a beginning, a middle, and an end. It has a beginning, a middle, and finish. 
Now, at the beginning, they're thinking about the finish. But they have to run the middle, right? You can't start and stop. You have to, you have to run the middle. And so he's using, the writer of Hebrews uses this as a, a metaphor for life. And I think for the Christian life, it's very good because we have a beginning where we said yes to Christ, where we came to Christ. And we know what the finish looks like, right? We look forward to it. And we keep our eyes on it. But we're in the middle now. We're running the race now. We're in the midst of the, of the middle of the race right now. And so it's a great metaphor, and it fits really well for the Christian life. So as we go, we're going to see that sports metaphor come back up. <clears throat> I first want to talk about verse 1. It talks about this large cloud of witnesses. And it could give you the idea that we're running the race, and they're like in the, in the auditorium watching us. And that's not the idea of the verse. The, the word for witnesses is actually the word for martyr. So it's not that they are watching us. They are our witnesses. They've run the race. They've had the start. They've had the middle. They've had the finish. And so they're witnessing to us. They're showing us how to run this race. Now, there are a lot of people, uh, unfortunately, that talk about Christian. If you're a Christian, you don't need the Old Testament. You just need the New Testament. You don't need to even talk about the Old Testament. There's a lot of those folks out there. But how do we know how to run this race if we're not looking back and seeing those who have finished? Hebrews tells us, chapter 11 is all about the heroes of faith. And, and Hebrews tells us, look back at these guys. Look back and see how they ran this race. See how they finished. Some of them, quite frankly, are bad examples. But that still shows us what not to do. And some of them are great examples. So, if, are you having trouble waiting on God's answer? Read about Abraham or Isaac. Or Jacob? Are you having trouble with family? Read about Joseph. Are you, are you facing temptation? Are you there, you're battling it? Read David. Read about David. Does the work of God that, that, that he's given you, the, the task that he set before you seem way too big for you? Then read about Moses. All of these are witnesses to us about how to run this race. How to keep the one the one thing, how to stay focused on the, on, on the finish. So he, he says, lay aside every hindrance. Now the, the word hindrance is literally a, the word for weight. Think about uh, athletes use weights to get stronger for their sport. Runners use ankle weights to get stronger for running but they are not going to run with the ankle weights on for the race, are they? They're going to take them off. Think of a batter. I'm more of a baseball fan than a runner. Think of, think of a batter. He puts on the weight cone on the bat and, and swings while he's in the, the, uh, the on-deck circle, but he's not going to go up there and face a 100-mile-an-hour fastball with a weight cone on. He's going to take it off. That's what this idea is, is lay aside the weights, lay aside the stuff that's holding you back. What are the weights of our journey? What are the weights today? Well, frankly, they're the same as they have ever been. 
It's the love of wealth, greed, popularity, self-importance, selfishness. All of those are we still face, and all of those the heroes of faith faced. We get maybe even embarrassed or ashamed of our faith. Think about the heroes of faith. Think about these guys that were ostracized from society. They were called crazy. They were, they were sent away because of their faith in God, because they were doing what God said, because they were keeping the one, the one thing. There's stuff in our lives that, that hinders our race. It's sapping our spiritual strength. It's sapping our physical strength. And so, like all of the, like the shepherds that I started with, what do we need to lay aside? What do we need to leave behind to follow Jesus? What do we need to leave behind to keep the one thing the one? What do you need to leave behind? What weight do you need to shed? What's weighing you down on this race? And then he says, the sin that so easily ensnares us. And it's interesting that the, the word sin is actually in the singular. Now, I found that interesting because I won't speak for you, but I have found many more than one ways to sin. Many more. But he uses the singular word here, sin. So he's talking about sin as a characteristic, sin as a, as a concept, but I think we can also understand it personally. Because I think each and every one of us has a sin that tends to ensnare us. Each and every one of us have this, this one weakness that we just can't seem to overcome. It catches us every time. Now, yours is probably different than mine, but I think every one of us have this one sin that we have a hard time with that, that seems to ensnare us every time. We must, in the power Christ gives us, defeat that sin. Leave it behind. Like a weight that's holding us down, we must leave it behind. Lay it aside and leave it behind. And then he says, let us run with endurance the race that lies before us. A couple of things to think about here. First, the race requires endurance. There is a reason that you, you weren't immediately transported to heaven the moment you came to Christ. There's a reason for that, and you're in that reason right now. So if you, it feels like you're just wasting time or, or treading water, you're waste, you are wasting that time. This is, this is the race. This is the middle of the race, and it requires endurance. Now, the biblical idea of endurance is to stand fast and, and to, to stay firm, but it's also to actively wait for God. Now, that seems like a, an oxymoron, to actively wait for God, but you're continuing to run the race. You're continuing to make progress while you're waiting for God on whatever it is you're waiting for. Waiting for God doesn't mean sitting on the couch and doing nothing until He answers. It means to continue. Uh, what, what was... What was Worry's line, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Because as long as you're in God's will, you're doing what He wants you to do right now, keep at it. And wait for His answer. Actively wait for His answer. 
So you have endurance, the idea of standing firm, but you also have the idea of patience, active patience. And then secondly, consider, he says, the race that lies before us. All of us are running the same race. We are all in this middle part. We are all started at some point coming to know Christ, and we are all headed to the same finish line. So we are all running the same race. Now, your obstacles and my obstacles along the way may look different, but they're really kind of at the base the same. We really are going to run into the same obstacles the same obstacles that the heroes of faith in chapter 11 ran into, the same ones that your, that your neighbor at the, at the next table has run into. We run into the same obstacles because we're running the same race. So we should be running this race helping each other. We should be running this race looking back at the heroes of faith for their guidance on how to, how to finish this. And we should be looking to others to help us through the obstacles along the way. You know, long-distance runners, um, I've never been one, but, but long-distance runners talk about hitting the wall. And when they hit the wall, they, they are just done. They're, just, they're done running. They don't want to run anymore. They don't feel like running anymore. They're physically tired. They're spiritually tired. They're emotionally tired. They don't want to go any further. And so they have to make a decision to keep going. That's what running this race with endurance looks like, is making a decision. Even when you're, you're, you're discouraged and tired, even when you're ready to give up, make the decision to keep running the race. Make the decision to keep the one, the one thing, and keep going. Keep running. You know, there's an old hymn. I love the old hymn. It's, uh, it's Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. You're, anybody remember this one? Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. What a, that's the power to run on. That's the power to keep going when it's tough. The power to keep running is keeping the one, the one thing. And so this isn't just a Christmas message. Let's put Jesus back in Christmas. I, want, I'm gonna cha- I challenge you today, put Jesus back in your whole year. Not just December, but January and March and July and every month this year. Keep the one, the one thing all year. That's how this race is designed to be run. That's how we run in His power and and not run out of our own. You may be facing an obstacle right now. It may seem insurmountable, but I'm telling you, it's not. You can overcome in the power of the one who has overcome it all. You can endure. You can actively wait for God. You can actively keep the race going. Keep going. Keep focused. Because the one is the one thing. 
Lay aside every hindrance. Is there something that, that is holding you back? Something that you know, it may, it may be a sin, it may be a, a thought, it can even be good things like, like religious activity or traditions or, you know, churches get stuck here. They get stuck in the idea of, we've always done it this way. Well, if that isn't drawing you to Christ, don't do it that way anymore. And, and that's for a church or that's for you. If it's not drawing you to Christ, if it's not keeping you focused on Christ, stop, lay it aside, and let the one be the one thing. That's our commitment for the year. It was our commitment. I asked you to commit that way for December, for the Christmas season. Now I challenge you for this year, for the year 2024, the one thing is to keep the one, the one thing. I'm going to ask that you bow your heads. Will you right now Lay aside anything that's keeping you from following Jesus. Do you need to take a step of faith toward Jesus this morning? Maybe you don't know Him. Maybe you don't understand all of this, but there's something, something knocking on your heart this morning. Pray with me in your own words and say, God, I know I have sin in my life. I've done things wrong. I've thought things wrong. I've said things wrong. I know the Bible calls those But I trust that Jesus came, lived a sinless life, and died a substitutionary death for me. And that he rose again and is reigning to give me the power to live. So I ask you to forgive me for his finished work. And I ask you to come into my life and empower that life. If you prayed that prayer for the first time this morning, let somebody know. Come and let me know. Elbow your neighbor. Let them know. Maybe this morning you know Christ. But if you think about the last two weeks, the last month, the last few months of the year it hasn't been about him it's been about you it hasn't been about keeping him the one you've been the one will you take this moment to set aside to lay aside everything that's holding you down everything that's holding you back and commit between you and God to focus on keeping Jesus the one, the one thing this year. Father, we thank you for this, your word. We thank you, Father, for the Christmas season that we're reminded what the rest of the year should be. Keep us mindful of this verse focusing on Jesus, keeping our eyes on Jesus as we begin this new year. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. We're going to have the kids.